Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. HousingWire Daily examines the most compelling mortgage, real estate, and fintech articles reported from the HousingWire newsroom. Each afternoon, the HW Digital team provides our listeners with a deeper look into the stories that are helping move markets forward. Hosted and produced by Alcina Lloyd and Victoria Wickham. And now, here's our host. Pulled from the hottest topics coming across our news desk, I'm Victoria Wickham, and this is Housing Wire Daily. Today, you'll be listening to an exclusive interview with Compass Real Estate Advisor Alex Tapp. In this episode, Tapp explains why Austin, Texas, dubbed the Silicon Hills, is now one of the most competitive housing markets in the nation and discusses what the uptick in competition means for Austin's housing inventory and affordability. But before we listen, here's a brief word from Housing Wire's newest podcast. Right now, more than ever, the housing industry has been having honest conversations about how race impacts the home buying process. To heighten the discussion, Housing Wire is launching Honest Conversations, a new mini podcast series to examine the state of minority home ownership in America. For eight weeks starting in February, please join Housing Wire Daily each Wednesday as we aim to provide listeners with a greater perspective on how race, housing, and wealth intersect and what experts are doing to close the home ownership gap. Hello, Housing Wire listeners. Today, I'm joined with Alex Tapp, a real estate advisor with Compass. Thanks for joining us on Housing Wire Daily, Alex. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Of course. Listeners, today, Alex will be speaking to us about Austin's competitive housing market. In case you didn't know, the market has been dubbed Silicon Hills, as it is now home to some of the biggest tech companies in the country, including names like IBM, Dell, Google, Facebook, and Apple. This tech wave has brought on many new home buyers who have heated up the Austin, Texas real estate market. Alex, I want to start off this interview by introducing you to our guest. In 2020, you were listed as a realtor to watch by Austin Monthly, and in 2016, 2017, 2018, and 2019, you were recognized as a top producer and acknowledged as a top 50 realtor by Austin Business Journal. Alex, how'd you get your start in the real estate market? That sounds all very flattering, doesn't it? All that stuff. I hope I live up to it. Um, yeah, it was, um, I got my start, I was, obviously, I'm originally from, from London, England. I've been in Austin about 12 years now and uh, I was you know bought and sold property in in England in London and um, investment property also came over to Austin to play actually soccer I played professional soccer in in England for a long time and uh, was always as I was getting too you know too old and slow and fat for 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 soccer anymore I uh, uh, it was always a natural transition for me to kind of go into into real estate a big kind of passion of mine so I started with a small brokerage downtown and uh, really, really helped me just the small environment and kind of get to really learn the ropes and cut my teeth on leases and, and just, you know, helping buyers and sellers. And, and so I was with them for like 
probably five, five, six years, just really kind of learning the ropes, you know? Um, so that's, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Got my start there and just lucky enough to, to be in Austin at a, at a time where, you know, it's a, it's a growing city. All right. Well, that's an interesting start for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. As we talk about the real estate market, I'd like to discuss how the pandemic has specifically impacted your home of Austin. What are some things you've noticed? Right. So we, you know, when it first hit, we were all kind of concerned which way it was going to go, right? And if it was just going to, you know, market grind to a a halt. We actually got very, very lucky and it it went the other way. It just went absolutely crazy. I mean, it's been busy here for for many years anyway, in terms of an active real estate market. And it went even busier. Um, It got, you know, kind of hectic in terms of, you know, I think a lot of it was low interest rates, right? And not a ton of people being with their jobs affected in Austin. So it, it gave buyers who were kind of on the fence a chance to really take advantage of those rates and then the main difference we see you know when the pandemic hit was the trend before it was you know smaller walkability downsizing want to be closer to downtown right and then the pandemic hit and it flipped and it ended up people want now are happy to be further away and have more space and look for more more house for their money so they can have a home office right amount of calls i got from people just asking for two home offices right for for their husband and wife and and so i think the concern was in case this was a long-term thing and if it happens again people have got a place to kind of self-isolate and quarantine in in bigger homes and so we saw that was the main kind of shift i saw that flip from small downtown to larger homes further out all right so i'm gonna assume there was a lot of competition in that market and as we do talk about the competition and the competitive nature of silicon hills this month it was reported by the austin board of realtors that austin's five county metro area including travis glimson Williamson, Hayes, Bastrop, and Cadwell saw a 55% jump in sales volume, equating to $1.77 billion in purchasing volume. During this time, homes climbed 13% in median sale price, leaving the average home price around $365,000. Furthermore, the report says home sales to date in 2020 were much higher than in 2019, despite a dip in the early spring season. Alex, my question for you is, what factors are making this market so desirable? Yeah, I mean... um... Austin's always been desirable uh, for as long as I've been here. Um, you know, a lot of businesses moving this way. You know, Texas in general is very good for businesses. A lot of incentives there. So you're having a lot of businesses moving this way, specifically tech, and bringing a lot of employees with them. Um, low taxes, again, obviously property tax is a little higher, but no no state income tax, which is a huge draw for people. Um, and then just overall the quality of life, right? I think people just really enjoy the, the vibe this city kind of brings. Um, it's still relatively a small city, but got a lot for, for everyone. It's got that community feel, but still got a lot going on uh, and a lot a lot of different kind of interests and activities for people. Um, and then, you know, another piece of it is, again, those those low interest rates, right? Like giving buyers the chance to kind of get in and, 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 and buy a home and take advantage of that. The seller behavior really hasn't changed, right? It's been the same, you know, they typically list February, March and kind of go through till the end of the summer. And then it quietens down a little bit. The, the main change here was buyer's behavior changed, right? The buyers stayed in the market for 12 months. And, and that's what, what we're experiencing now, you know, through December through now is usually it quietens down, but there's still so many buyers out there, but just no inventory, right? And so that's kind of the main difference there. All right. Well, this leads me to my next point. As we see an uptick in home sales and as we see more people uh, competing in the market, are you yeah. worried about inventory or supply shortages? Uh, if so, what does this mean for affordability in the market? 
Yeah, it is, it is a little concerning. Um, I do expect more inventory to hit the market here as we kind of head into the spring. I think that will kind of give everyone a little bit of a breather. Um, it'll still be tight. It's always been, you know, tight for the for the good homes and good areas, you know, competitive offers and things like that. Um, but I do, I don't think it will carry on at the current pace that we're seeing now. It just, it just can't, right? Which is good, actually. It's good for everyone. You don't, don't want this kind of market we're in right now um in terms of affordability yeah it's a concern for, for sure you know i know th and this has been a problem before the pandemic right and just where 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 can affordable housing go and, and where they're going to be able to kind of plan for for areas to, to do that um we are starting to see the city kind of spread out specifically towards the east side and and then obviously towards south you've got kyle and buda and all the way along the san antonio corridor right and so hopefully you know able to kind of build more affordable homes in there but yes yeah, it's certainly certainly a concern uh in in the future well as you raise these concerns it brings me to my last question what yeah. advice do you have for any realtors listening to this interview how can they excel in 2021 whether in austin's pot housing market or any of the other markets across the country yeah great question um always just try and set you know set set your goals and, and and make a plan and try and try and stick to it i know it can be can be hard right especially as you get busy with with clients and contracts and everything else it's kind of, it's easy to kind of veer off your, your plan but try and stick to it as much as possible and then just try and stay even keeled right like this market any market really is you know produces highs and lows and it can, can be very extreme either way right and it's just i think if you can just set that even kind of tone it just really helps you. It will help you and, and, and also your clients. And then, you know, last piece really is just look after your, your, your current and, and existing, you know, past, past clients, right? That's what I've always tried to do is really take care of those people. Uh, they're your biggest cheerleaders in terms of your next, you know, referral or lead or whatever is people that you've previously worked with and you've done a good job for. So make sure you're taking care of those people versus, you know, paying for leads or, or any of that kind of, you know, um, business model that's out there. Uh, that would be my my main advice, really. All right. Well, Alex, thank you so much for joining us on Housing Wire Daily. We hope to hear from you soon. Great. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Now more than ever, the housing industry is looking to its leaders for answers. That's why each week, the Housing News Podcast invites a new mortgage, fintech, or real estate executive to the show to provide its listeners with more perspective on the announcements and news stories crossing Housing Wire's news desk. Hosted by Sarah Wheeler and produced by Alcina Lloyd, the Housing News Podcast is now available on iTunes, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and more. Thanks for listening to Housing Wire Daily. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode and we'll catch everyone back here again tomorrow.